Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So, this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. Mike, you're back. I have to start with this. Um, That's breaking news. First of all, I've had a canker sore on my tongue. I told you about this the last couple. I I feel like it goes all over. Here come the excuses. If I talk like I have marbles in my mouth again and you don't say something, I'm going to stab you. What do you want me to do? Insult you? I like like, to take the high road. You sound terrible. You don't. Clear your stinking throat. That's not even the thing. It's like if Steven Steven Seagal. Who? You? You you stupid marble mouth. It's like if Steven Steven Seagal got got hit by a sloth and they just started talking. (laughs) Anyways, real quick. We're bringing Carlos in in just a second. We have another guest with some. I don't know. Maybe we're going to make the next guest very awkward. I can tell you that already. That is my plan. And then we got a recorded segment from the Mint. One of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in my life happened this weekend, and I've not laughed that hard where I literally had tears running down my face. Was you I not where, there for this? You were. Oh, I was. You don't remember? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> we're leaving Las Vegas, which is the best thing to do is get out of that horrible city. <laughs> okay. Jesse Rhodes Gibson, the sports boy, in line. Oh, okay. yeah, in line at the airport at the security <laughs> check in. You know, we're about to go through security, take your shoes off, all that crap. Yeah. Jesse has been talking for minutes about how thir- we'll talk cards in a minute. Everybody breathes. <laughs> uh, he's very breath. excited about leaving. He's very thirsty, though. I've totally forgot about this. There's a trash can right next to the line because everybody, myself included, you bring your bottle, your stuff. It's like, oh, you can't bring it through, throw it away. Jesse literally is, is eyeballing this thing. Like I would eyeball a Tom Brady rookie. Why is this happening? He's like, dude, there's a smart water bottle on the top of that trash can, which (laughs) the very top. It was mostly out of the top. Costanza over here (laughs) goes, if it's sealed, I'm, I'm doing it. Now, granted, people disagrees with that people. He is the largest person in sight. He's not hiding behind anybody. There's a lot of people around (laughs) his, his initial question. This is what I knew was going to get real. Can you cause a diversion? I said, make we're a at, scene. We're at I an airport, you sir. You, you make a scene. You're getting a rat. I got a knee in my back after that. I'm, I'm on the floor. You just so, yell bomb. Perfect. Jesse <laughs> proceeds to reach in, suck this thing down. It put was it, sealed. Put it right back in the trash. And then he goes, oh, I kind of want another sip. But at that point, but it is that not point, sealed. Now it's not you, sealed. Any newcomers was, would have been very shocked. And I wouldn't have done that. All right. Let's talk I'm about a gentleman. But, but that was disturbing. Um, we're going to, we got to get Carlos in here. Carlos, Carlos and our guest is already in the waiting room too. So oh, we'll be right there. Carlos went to buy digi digi pokies, <laughs> Digimon, digi car, cards. Man, Digimon was a cool cartoon though, dude. I like Digimon. Yeah. Carlos gets it. Were these the pets? Is that the same thing or no? Those are, uh, Tamagotchis. Oh, is that what you're thinking of? Nano, nano, nano pets, yeah. nano babies. <laughs> Carlos instead buys Carlos. When's the last time you opened a sports card pack before yesterday? 
over 10 years ago. I have no idea. Oh, man. We are, yes. we are reinvigorating the And you know what? He ran into the same issue I did, though. What, was, what, what did you say? Didn't Tell know us, what to buy. Did not know uh, what well, to buy, I, right? I just bought, like, football and basketball. And then I was just like, well, I started to open them. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm looking at. So why did I buy this? That's okay. What did you, so what did you buy? How much did you spend and what did you buy? This was at a Target? Walmart? Uh, I spent, like, 40 bucks in total, I think. Uh, and it was at a Walmart, I think. Okay. And there were, I think, some Chronicles football and basketball, and then a select basketball. Okay, here All we go. Well, you know the names, though, at least. Okay. Like, you're at least familiar with sports enough to know. Yeah. Well, that's why. So, do you have any autos or of anything? Yeah, anything any no, no. I definitely noticed that I did not pull any autos, which was sad, but... Uh, sure. Anything numbered know. on the back, like serial numbered? Anything that says Tom Brady, one of one. Take a breath. Um, I don't Just think so. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's... <laughs> I mean, there's numbers on the back of them, but I don't know if like they're. But yeah, exactly. You know, as, as someone 17. new, you're like, I don't know. Is this an? Is that okay, what they so mean by numbers? Give me some of the names you hit, though. What are the names that stood out to you? Um, there was. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown. That was a football one. Okay. Um, All right. Anything Elijah, that's a rookie, Elijah right? Mitchell, Mitchell from the 49ers. Okay. Decent back. Uh, not bad. Let's see. I did hit a 201, but it wasn't like uh, a good 201. It was just, I think, normal. Mm. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Mac Jones. Is this a rookie? It does say rookie. Okay. This is all, was it all 2022 product? That's 21. Mac is 21. Oh, it is. Well, let me see the rookie card. Okay. So the Mac Jones is out of Luminance. Okay. A couple bucks. Oh, it is a rookie. Oh, I I didn't realize. Yeah, 2021. Actually, there's another Mac Jones too. Flux. Bro, send it over. We'll send it in to get graded. So this is the reason, by the way, you can't take stuff out of retail. Like the people like, get rid of the retail, just go right to shops. Yeah. Carlos is not walking into a sports card shop. No, absolutely not. But Carlos is locking down Mac Jones cards from Walmart. Two rookies of Mackie boy. I'm not, I'm not hating it. I think you did a decent job for $40. You send that in to get graded. Maybe we'll make you 41. (laughs) <laughs> 38. I don't okay. want to overpromise. <laughs> okay. Well, Carlos, thank, thank you, Carlos. Carlos doesn't like to join. I get the feeling. He's never been. You know what I like about Carlos? He stays in his lane. This is a this is a compliment. He is not one of these producers. We've had some in the past who are like a little bit like, like eager, eager to get, to get on. Like, hey, sweetheart, <laughs> you do your thing. We do our thing. Carlos stays in his lane and does I his job well. I want you to name well. names. Tell me who did that. I don't want to talk about it. I don't him. think there is. However... When asked, he comes uh-huh. on and does a good job. He so, does do there a you go. great job. The next right. person will not be as well-spoken we as We are Carlos. going to be doing a mint recap. We've got a state of the hobby. We can We've work that into baseball. this baseball. We've got a lot of other things coming up. Yep. I just want to give hockey the people talk. an idea. Hockey we talk. we got hockey, hockey talk, talk for all you hockey heads. Let's add, um, let's add Matthew. And the there. new releases as well. Let's add Matt. We're going to have Cage Lawyer come on. We may or may not have breaking news, but at the very beep, least. Beep, 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 beep. Am I doing it? No, you're doing it. A little lower, though. You don't want to over. You need to hear the anchor talk over the sound, right? Um, if nothing else, so I want to get his perspective on the mint. We can just kind of work that right into our new Good. state of the hobby. Absolutely. At worst case, we get a dumb opinion. At yes. best case. Yes, go ahead, Carlos. Yeah, best case, we get some actual breaking insight news in our little bubble. Can we get his picture up, though? Beep, 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 beep. If you would do, while you're doing the beep, beep, if you would lock in the picture. Because he's very active. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think most people, at least who listen to our show, they know of Cage. And even if you don't listen, you're probably listening can't to... Help, can't help but notice a name just says Andrew, though, not Cage. Is who, this Andrew? Who are we actually talking to here? Is this Andrew? This is Cage. <laughs> we just got scammed. How Sorry are about you? that, guys. You know, the Zoom. Sometimes I don't know what Zoom I'm signing in with. But what's up, guys? How you doing? Might be the best hair in sports card content these days. Bro, I got a good head of hair. 
Have you seen Yo, it today? Have you seen your hair today? Hey, are we breaking news here? You want to just talk about the mint for five minutes? What's going yeah, on? Let's talk about the mint. Let's talk about the mint. 100%. Yeah, it's a good time. 100%. 100%. Not the other thing. So just to be clear, what right now, what are the chances? We had this conversation off air, me and Jesse. We haven't tied you in yet. What are the actual chances this time next week you are an official member of the SCN team? It's funny you say that, man. I mean, I, I would say like 17% just because I don't know. You know, if you try to pay me when you pay Jesse, it's probably 0%. But no, so Ooh, during... It's funny. I was You're talking about the six figure man. <laughs> I'm not talking about his six, weight. I'm talking about how much you're paying him. Okay. All right. And there, well, there goes that deal. <laughs> we're good with, wow. So so we here we are. We're over and Jesse, you know I'm a big boy too. So uh, you know, it's all it's all love. But it's funny. At, at the thing, people are asking me, what are you out here for? What do you do? I see your face everywhere. Like what, what are you what, you know, who are you? And I said, Oh, I do a podcast. And m- more often than not. The response was, "Oh, that's right. I saw you on Sports Card Nonsense with Gio and Jesse." <laughs> this is a. Have you? Are you an Office fan you or no? That? Are you an Office guy? Yes. You right now, although you're not as good because there's that's the only issue. Timothy Oliphant, yeah. right? But Timothy Oliphant was better than Jim and Dwight in this situation. We're Jim and Dwight, but we're better. But he is Timothy yeah. Oliphant, and you remember the line of thinking. It's like Timothy, you're doing all these sales with a lesser name brand behind you. Imagine with Dunder Mifflin behind you, how much your your oh, world was taken. Sold me, sold me. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, this is an on air offer. So I we were going to have the conversation private. I told Jesse it's not really how we do things. So I, I, I said, well, you. we definitely shouldn't do this. No, but yeah, that's that's funny. <laughs> Think about it. What did you think about the mint? This is an official offer, though. I'm being serious now. If your whole thing falls apart, I think me and Jesse are in agreement. There is added value. You're already in the space, and we would work. We would we would add you as a third member of the team. Also, if you want us to cut any of this, I'm not cut. I will not cut a word of this. We will. Listen. Funny thing is, I've done 900 and something episodes, and I think we've cut like 37 seconds out of total. Don't add to it now. (laughs) You might as well not cut now. (laughs) No, I mean, listen, I appreciate that, guys. But I mean, no BS. We talk about mint. I enjoyed myself. I did. I hope you guys did too. I did too. Uh, I thought it was fun. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I do think that did it feel different this year as far as like maybe not as many people? I don't know. It just, I got that vibe. It was definitely different. I yeah. agree. It was definitely different. Um, I had a good time. Mike doesn't want to talk about men. No, no, no. He'll, he'll, he'll be right back. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it was, um, it was definitely a little bit different. Um, you know, starting with, you know, um, the show not having, you know, um, to compete with the, you know, the speakers. Yes. Right. Yeah, so I like you that. Know, last time you couldn't get a real gauge on how many total people were there last year because, you know, if the show looked light, you know, the assumption was, okay, everybody was you know, listening to speakers. If the speakers looked light, you're like, well, they must be at the show. You know, like you didn't really have a gauge on the total presence of it. I think that might actually, you know, be a reason why it looks like it was, you know, less people there because all the people were in one spot this year. Well, I also attributed it to the fact that there were other big show, like there's that Chantilly show Massive that was going show. on. There was an, one other one. And then of course you had the NBA finals. There was just the Arizona show for no, the top final, sc- final four, final, final four. four. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. And no then problem. the overall thought for me was that I thought the show was great. I thought there was a lot of energy, but I don't know. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there were even more people, but yeah, it just felt a little light at times. Also, I will say, you know, Vegas leading out to it was, um, you know, in the high 50s and raining. And I mean, I don't know what day you guys got there, but it was raining when I arrived. And um, Saturday was the big show day. The Saturday was the, the only day where it was full day at the show. You know, Sunday's leaving. Friday was, you know, kind of like a preview. And Saturday it was like, you, you know, low to mid 70s, sunny in Vegas 
pool day, strip was hopping, yeah. <laughs> you name it. So you weren't getting a lot of like overflow. Like the, you know, the, the Vegas weather did not work for, it wasn't a rainy day. Let's go inside and walk around cars. But I will say this, guys. I gauge a show um, by what the dealers set up at the show tell me. I, I do that every show I go to. I walk in and say, how's the show? You know, how you doing? What's the deal flow? You know, how's the traffic? And um, every one of them, like without fail, said it was a good show. People were happy. People were buying. People were selling. We were, you know, I was getting offers on my cards higher than comps. Some oh, people were telling oh. me, which is, yeah, which is pretty nuts on well, big cards. We confirmed with Lauren, who was one of the people helping to set the whole thing up, and she did say that every booth was sold out, and they had a waiting list. There was just a bunch of empty booths. That was the only issue. But, so I think sold was, out, but no shows. Yeah, I don't know, and that's what I was confused about. Why would there be? I don't think there were a bunch, but there was like maybe a handful of them. Mike, can I go ask ahead. a question? Yeah, All please. Right, we were going to open with. Part of this discussion, we'll leave the contract talk off. You're clearly going to avoid that like the plague. I'm going to avoid it 100%. Spineless take. Because you're, um, you're, you're, you're only half, actually. Sure. You're doing good. New companies at the show. Obviously, this is a big B2B thing. Me and Jesse actually found a couple that I, I thought were interesting, and they're not paying us yet, so hopefully they will after we talk nice about them. But I was actually a little bit interested because I, I felt like the last year or so has been slow. The market slowed way down, so we've seen less... Um, new companies come in the space because it's like they just didn't know the terrain. You know, the financial world is doing whatever it's doing. I have no clue about that. Anything new idea-wise, company-wise, you can be specific or not specific, I don't care, that stood out to you at the show? Yeah, I mean, Courtyard had a huge... Dude, that you was the that? one. Literally, the, he's holding the card. I got the little card. And again, we are not affiliated with them in any way, and I don't really care for NFTs in general. Like, I don't have any use for them. I think it's an overrated space in general. Just because Mike said NFT does not mean you need to turn away. We are going to tie it back into real but cards. it's all physical. I'll That's let you do thing. it. I don't want to step on your take. Oh, man. I mean, listen, it's funny. It's the same It's the same company. I mean, I could probably name four companies that I, I chatted with that I had never seen before, but Courtyard just had the biggest booth. You, know, you had to ask, well, what the heck are you guys? Because it was just such a, a massive space. Um, and I will tell you, after I got their pitch, their explanation of who they are and what they are, I suggested that they take two words out of their pitch, which were NFT and blockchain. Just because when you are a hobby company, that immediately, you know, the switch of, you know, how people, it just turns off. Even when though, did you talk to him? Because the guy came over to us on Thursday, I want to say, and he said, we don't use the word NFT. Yeah, well, Saturday. Oh, Saturday, okay. Saturday. Maybe you talked to a different guy then. They they brought the whole team over to kind of give a display. Um, kind of get, it, was, it was Friday, excuse me, it was Friday. Um, I think I was with Ryan, Cargling the two, and, and, uh, and uh, Zablow from Bleaker. Oh, and we just name drop, cool. Kind of chatting. Well, I, I'm trying to remember who was with us this way. They can kind of also, you know, back up what I'm saying. They'll okay. Text me. Okay. Like, okay. No, no, you were totally wrong. But no, they give a whole, you know, like a whole presentation. This is what we do. This is the story. Um, and, uh, you know, they started, yeah, I'm going to name drop somebody else. Sorry. But they started talking about how they could work for breakers and how they can basically do almost yes. like mystery packs. So this right? is yes. one of my two yeah. things I liked. Yep. Go ahead. Yep. So and, uh, Mikey from Polwax was over there too, and they were talking him through it also, you know, like how it's like a like glove kind of thing. Sorry, I'm not a lot of yep. I'm not a name drop. But <laughs> yeah, good, so man. I mean, it was interesting because it seems like there's a lot of use cases for what they bring to the table. Can we, let's go ahead and break this down, True. what they actually do though. So they sure. take a physical card, they scan yep. it, 
and they turn it into an NFT, which is on a blockchain. You can then go and take that. Hang on. You can trade it. <laughs> Man, this, just because you said the NFT word, we're going to lose the audience. The NFT is literally has no use other than a placeholder for the card. Exactly. It's, it's a not one an of NFT one. Thing. There's not a ton of them. It's right. your card and yep. your card only, and it Here's is your slab. Right. They're Here's only taking receipt. slab cards. Yep. It will be, it'll have the serial number mm-hmm. that they scan from your slab and it'll just be, like Mike said, a, a placeholder so that you can go online, go. trade it with someone, sell it to someone. And then that's where things start to get interesting because of what you can do and how you can actually make some money on the fact that it's on a blockchain. Mike, did you want to continue from there or you want me to keep going? Keep going. I just want to, like you said, the NFT is such a turnoff. The NFT is literally, in this case, a receipt to, exactly. to take something out of a vault. Nothing so, else. So they've partnered with Brinks. Uh, again, ever, ever heard of it? We are not getting money. We are, we are giving them one heck of a sell for someone who said they were not interested in doing a sponsorship right now. So, did they uh, really? No, they didn't say that exact words. But Carlos, edit the name. <laughs> That's that, it. Yeah. We're talking about somebody so, else. They're wow. working with Brinks, uh, you know, biggest, you know, one of the biggest safety companies in the world. They have some vault space that they are basically using strictly for collectible cards. And I guess some, they said shoes as well, but they take the card, they scan it, they put it into the vault. And then you, the customer go onto the app, you sell it to someone. If you want trade it, trade it to someone. If you want, what is really neat is that when you do a trade or a sale, there is a fee. There's a five, uh, 6%. Hang on. I, I believe I could have misunderstood. I think it's only on a sale. There is only on a sale. You don't not get the 1% on a, trade. on a trade, right? There's still a fee on the trade, but you only Correct. get it. I'm okay, sorry. sorry. Yes, yes, yes. So that you can trade it, but to sell it to someone, there's a 6% fee. 1% of that goes to you, the original seller in perpetuity. So long as that card is not taken out of the vault. If you want to take your card out at any time, you just bought it from someone. You're like, eh, I'm not going to do this. They send you the card. Uh, they said there's no additional cost, and just destroy, whatever shipping is. And they destroy And NFT. they destroy that the NFT receipt. forever. Yep. So it's really interesting to think that, oh, I could continue to actually kind of make money on this, you know, whatever Mac Jones rookie card, so long as it continued to get sold and never pulled out of their vault. So here's the All only right, so thing. I am joining. I'm joining. I, I make the decision because, it, you know, in my former life, I use too many words. Joining the but, podcast? But Jesse. We... Oh, okay. <laughs> you ready, Jesse? You just keep me on this. So oh, one word residuals. Oh, that's there we everything go. Jesse just said. It's yep. just, this, it's explaining one word. What he meant there is this is the first kind of hobby company. You know, the first, the first thing that I've heard of where, you know, you put a card on their platform, it gets transacted and it stays on their platform in perpetuity. There are potential dollars, pennies change, depending on what the card is that continue to come back to you and give it like music royalty rights, all that kind of stuff. Right. Which is, we've never heard of anything like that. So that's where the NFT and the blockchain, the technology that they're throwing on top of it comes into play. It makes it, you know, ease of use for that. It's a lot exactly. of words, but it was cool. But and you the think about the 6%, angle. 6% is not like when you think about no, eBay it's not fees. half of eBay. Yeah, exactly. And then the repack thing. So the repack thing, which, which uh, Cage mentioned, by the way. So the repack thing is interesting to me. I do a ton of repacks. You literally put, select the cards you want digitally wrapped. You would go on live, sell spots, do a break. The pack would unveil. That's the card you now get. But- there's a timestamp. There's a checklist. So it's not like you can pull the bait and switch. It's totally secured. I just think repacks are obviously something that have always been popular. They're probably gaining popularity now. Those were the two things. Yes. I don't need to ever hear the word NFT because it's just a receipt, but a residual or in perpetuity payment, whatever. Low fees helped as well. So kind of two and a half. And then the repack angle. Here's at the end of the day, though, two things. It's going to be a huge uphill battle no matter what. 
A, sports guys like us don't like new things ever. Mm -hmm. We just hate it. Uh, NFT is a, is a terrifying word now because we just think it's a money grab by people who don't care about the space. Mm -hmm. Not saying that's them, but that's a perception. Mm -hmm. And vaulting service, I think, is very, very overrated. People who tell you about a vault and how great it is, they are speaking to a room full of people who in general don't vault things. That's so those are the challenges okay. I find with it. But I thought it was a cool idea. Now, I will say one of the cool things they did do, if you were there and you scanned a card in, then you got to uh, be part of the group that gets to pull a pack, uh, a repack that they're doing themselves up to like $20,000 worth of cards. I did have them scan in my uh, home improvement Richard Karn autograph card. Al Borland. Al Borland, if yep. you will. And they said it was up on the screen on Sunday. Unfortunately, we weren't there to to see it. But Oh, really? Yeah. But it That's is really, funny. I will say the the image that you get right out of it, it I mean, it looks 100% like a real car just floating in midair. It's kind of cool. Uh, any other company? One of the things that, it gets me nervous because I saw a bunch of tables at the show with just scanners. They look like my you know, home printer from the 90s, you know, like throwing cards through with the scanners, but this one looked legit. Um, before you move off this one, one of the cool things with the break, uh, with the um, your repacks, you know, I saw people at the show selling repacks. It's it's not my thing per se, but I know it's huge in the hobby, and I'm actually starting to get into it because I mean, grandpas were there, right? And they do like kids packs and you name it, the whole deal. But when when you talk to a, a you know a mystery pack or repack, it's like okay, this is a hundred bucks. The floor is this, the ceiling's this. The floor is this, the ceiling's this. You're going to get this. So you could really get this. With this, the courtyard uh, folks were basically saying that you they if you're entering a, a mystery pack or repack, you name it, all of the cards that are available are listed. Correct. So it's full like set, you could full hit this, sheet. you could hit this. So you actually, it's, it's almost like, you know, like a checklist or a full sheet or, you know. Yeah, they automatically so pull odds of whatever you're, you are yeah. to get. Which is yeah. good. So it's I not just, cool. oh, you have a floor of this money. It's, it, here is your odds of getting this specific card in, you know, when you open this up, which is pretty cool. You I know? like that. Yep, I agree. Uphill right. battles, they're brand new. We'll see what they do marketing-wise. But again, idea-wise, that was cool. Uh, what else? Do you I thought the arena club thing, I did want to talk about that just for a second. Not because here's the thing that we, we found out about arena club. I don't know how big they are into actual grading. I know they do grading, but we didn't, you know, we were really more. Yeah. It, we really found out it's really more of a platform where you can go on there and just, they're trying to do star stock. Right. Is what it sounds like to me. That's like, the easiest explanation. That's the easiest way, way to explain only it. Only way you have any interest. The only reason you even care about this though, could you give the people, a little bit of a background. The only uh -oh. reason we're talking it's about these the only It's it, not the, the only, only reason. reason Jesse is talking it's, is the president of Arena Club. His name is Jesse G. It's also and Jesse are, G. These we are like little buddies. Kids the same age. Yeah, uh, we have a ridiculous. lot. It's a weird thing about what we have in common. But a lot of hugging. I you do. I did like mm -hmm. a lot of the features of what you can do on that platform. And it sounds like they're trying to make because I think of most people agree. And Cage, maybe you can jump in on this. Do you did you like the overall idea of what Starstock was doing? Yeah. So, um, one, how many Jessies can we fit in this hobby? I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a ton of them. It's pretty Listen, crazy. Jesse right, Craig, right? Jesse G's. That's all you need. Three. All right. Well, so, I mean, you're right. Arena <laughs> Club, it's not just the good of what Starstock, you know, I mean, obviously Starstock, you know, I, I thought they were, you know, what they were doing was awesome. But Agreed. The, what I talked about with Arena Club, it goes a step further than Starstock. And think about this for a second, guys. What if you were, so Arena Club, I had the same thing originally. What are they? You know, I see slabs. Is it another grading company? I mean, do we need another grading company? But it's, it's not. It's just a way to get the raw cards onto the platform and have them graded and so that people know what it is. Think of it like Mike Baker authentication, you know, like, okay, it's not just a raw card that we're guessing ABC. It's they're grading it so you know what it is. Um, 
So that's one. It's really a, you know, a housing, a vault, a marketplace is what I would say. But here's the fun that I think they can layer onto this. Um, let's say Sports Card Nonsense has a page. Each one of you guys are loading up 50 cards on it, right? And you guys can now trade with your audience on the marketplace. You're, you're folks who are listening to For this free, now, they see, said. Okay, yeah, Geo's got these 50 cards up there. And uh, I heard him talking this week about this new Bowman prospect that he's high on. I'm going to send them a card offer. I'm going to send Geo a trade offer now. And you can almost layer on top of what we were talking about, Starstock. You almost layer in a Facebook group kind of style with the trading of cards. Now you have a marketplace with, hey, let's talk about this. With a community you know, you, almost. A yeah, marketplace with a community. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I am fast. I do. That was another one that was kind of interesting to me. Um, I'm trying to think what other... I mean, there was also Top Shot doing their own thing. They had... They had a booth. I don't, I didn't really go over there much. I do know that they're trying to expand their place in this hobby, but I'm, I'm not 100% on it. Did you talk to them at all, Cage? Yeah, I stopped by. I still own, you know, Top Shot moments. I still have NFA, NFL all day moments. I have UFC strike moments. I have, you know, Panini digital moments. I have all kinds of digital stuff. Um, I think, believe it or not, Jesse, the way you explained it is probably the way the hobby thinks about it. It's like, okay, they're there. They yeah. want to be more involved. They want to have people more involved with them. But I don't know if anybody knows how to do it yet. Yeah. They reached out to us before the show. We were, I I did, I hate, I wasn't trying to blow them off, but we just kept oh, yeah, running out of time to actually talk to them. That's right. We didn't, we just never actually had the meeting uh, that they wanted to talk beforehand. But I do know they talked to a lot of other people. They're teamed up with NFL all day. It seems like they're doing some, something that, guys are appreciative of i'm just not 100 of what the dapper that is. labs right i mean i just think people now it, if it works and i do believe there's you know there's space for digital in the in the hobby people now are early adopters of it you know people now are you know if it if it works people who are buying it now and, and holding it now will probably be rewarded for you know holding it um it may not work and and just to say by the way digital collectibles will be something in five years that doesn't necessarily mean it's it's dapper or top shot or all day it could be something else um, but I like that they're trying to do something different with it. I'll, I'll tell you, um, the UFC strike, um, they sent me a t-shirt. Um, I have a champions, uh, a champions moment, you know, I think it was Glover Teixeira when he was a champ and they sent me a champions club t-shirt. Anybody who owns a champ, a moment of a champ is in the champions club. You know, it's pretty rare. I don't know. It was like 99, I think. And they sent me, you know, like a, like a walkout shirt, a black shirt with gold UFC on it and stuff just for owning it, which oh, is kind of cool. cool. No? Yeah, absolutely. Now, you don't get that for owning a card, right? You know, like the, no one's sending you an extra little bonus. And Dapper sent me um, at the end of the year, um, the holiday time, they sent me um, um, Dapper credit to use on their site. A, I think it was an NBA.com or an NFL.com gift card and like a Ticketmaster gift card to go to a, go to a game. You know, like go see again. Like these are cool little things that you know people who own certain moments or people who own, are in a level of this stuff. They they you know that's again oh, they, they they didn't send that just because you're cage with no, a podcast. No, no, they no. sent you because this you're was, a user of the site. Yeah, I see exactly. Okay. No, it wasn't like it wasn't like hey, here's a bonus for you because you're cage. No, yeah. it, was, yeah, it was it was because of the moments that I own. You know, on their sites. I'll tell you one one um, one thing that's a little different than hey the new tech because we talk about oh wow digital. I don't want to lose your whole audience. We went from an NFT company no, on the blockchain. They're, they're gone. They're gone. Oh, sorry about that. They've Just the three of us. One of, the, one of the companies that I talked to was Robert Edwards Auctions, you know, REA. I don't know if you guys saw oh, them. Oh, yeah, they came there. over. You talked to us. Yeah, yeah. just for a minute. I bring them up because, you know, it's sort of the same, right? We talk about the future. We talk about tech. We talk about all that stuff. That's a legacy brand in the hobby, right? That is somebody who, you know, vintage baseball, 
right? Um, that's somebody who is, you know, known, but, but they're not, you don't see them out there. You don't see a digital. And the conversation we had with them was, all right, we want to be more out there. We want to do content. We want to, you know, we want to talk to people. We want people to also see what we're doing. It was eye-opening to me, right? Because, you know, I think these companies realize that, you know, a new day is coming. The fanatics day is coming, you know, that, the, that we're, we are, we are expanding, right? And the hobby is going to be mainstream. They saw a top set up with, you know, Julio Rodriguez all over the place, his face. And I, I think, you know, some of these legacy companies realize that they also have to change a little bit of what they're doing for the new audience that's coming in. They have to be a little more forward facing, do a little more content, do, you know, talk about their stuff a little bit more, get it out there on social. And that was an eye opening meeting too. I've got a question for both of you. Did you notice, did it seem like there were less giveaways? I had someone actually even come over and say that, uh, that they felt like there was less just free things this year. I don't know. I, I kind of got that vibe a little when bit. When you hit the $500 cover, you don't worry about the giveaways. Well, oh, I mean, I don't think those guy. guys cared as much. So. Yeah, but I mean, it was funny. I just. I guess so. We we at least gave away tons of shirts this year for all those people who are wanting shirts. Autographed baseballs. We gave away autographed baseballs. Um, I Before we get, I think we have to talk about the Beckett thing again. But before we do, I did just want to say thank you to a few different people like sports. Uh, oh, who is it? The nerds. Sports uh, card nerds. Sports card nerds. Yeah, they came over. They did like a coin flip between me and Mike. I we, didn't care for them. I love them. They're great because New, I actually won for, for once. The, the right uh, this 2018 Tops Gallery Otani PSA 10. Won that little puppy. The only time Ow. I've beaten Mike on anything card related. Um, of course, Mike then went ahead and had to prove his dominance by pulling the Steph Curry. To keep the universe in its place. Two of four from the Panini Silver Pack. So that hurt a little bit. Okay. Uh, Rob from Oregon with two Bs uh, gave me this Elvis Presley 1958 hand cut card. Very, very cool. And then um, another guy, he wasn't with anybody. He was just a really nice guy. He, he brought me over this 2022 Pokemon Go Trianitar PSA 10. Not going to brag about it, but it may have been one of my favorite ones. So anyways, thank you for that. Uh, Mike, do you want to talk about Beckett now? I mean, Before Beckett, really. was the Curry a plant? Like, did, you, did, they, did they take your panini Dude. giveaway no, she, I don't know from a different stack? She, she reached under. She had no idea who we were. No, yeah, no that's, idea. That's what I, I see you open that, and I'm like, okay, of course he got a Curry out of four. I mean, they know who he is. They got it from the separate the separate stack, right? I mean, like, that's she how handed it works, right? She two, handed the two packs to one of us. I don't remember who. And, and then you we handed just, it to me. And then, yeah. I made the so fool, foolish move. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, that was really cool. There was, I'm sure we'll think of other cool stuff, but we have to just bring that back up because Beckett, cause it's still on a lot of people's minds, especially because the last time we talked, there was one style of grading. And oh, since hang, then, hang on a minute. That's why I did an Instagram live about this. We didn't bring it up on the podcast. No, we did not. Yeah. Okay. So what, what happened? Well, the recap was the, sh- the sign was uncovered at the show. Yes. Four nine fives, Beckett ten gem mint, and we did talk about some of this on Friday, sure. on Thursday show. Friday After show. that, they said, you know what, <clears throat> that photo was leaked, shouldn't have come out. We've already rethought this. Now you'll have to have a ten, and all nine fives are higher to have a Beckett ten. And at this point, the basic idea from most of the hobby is, what are you doing? Yeah, why? Because do, at that point, too, the most, co- I mean. The most attainable but coveted card to me is the ni- is a true gem nine five right mm-hmm. from, from Beckett. Yeah, black labels are better, no question. But nobody goes into anything thinking I'm going to get a black label or I'm going to chase a black label. On the scale of value, they're so whacked out of control, expensive. It doesn't matter. Pristine's kind of the same thing, and they're not that much a difference. So who cares? 
the true gem was the gold standard for Beckett. Yes. And now in the new grading, a true gem was about to become a 9.5 gem plus, not even gem mint anymore. Mm-hmm. That's horrible in itself. Yep. So then they change it. You know, they change it so you have to have a 10. So now the true gem is devalued. It's not an actual gem mint card anymore. He's then in this world where you've got three overall 10 grades, a black label, a pristine, and just a gem mint. I just, it, it, without changing your grading scale, you're literally now saying all these other cards, though, that are in holders that don't have 10 subs yep. are no longer gem mint. It begs the question of who they talked to to do that. And I had talked with them ahead of time, by the way, and this was not really the full. So I, I don't know. Overall, really tough look. And so. So tough that most people thought it was an April Fool's joke, by the way. A day early April Fool's joke. And then yesterday, and then the day after when they changed it. So On the day, and then, this is what we have not updated, is that if you haven't heard, they did go back and Now change. we're scrapping the whole thing. Yes. They said there's no changes coming. Yes. So. And, and, but the, my favorite part was the email. Dear value customer, we heard your feedback. You're going to want to go ahead and get feedback first. <laughs> Maybe. Before you announce things. Cardporn put out a post say, basically just saying, hey, how can we help Beckett throw out your ideas? And hey, Beckett you know how you can help Beckett? Go back to having some teeth. Oh, they are spineless <laughs> Well, what's now. funny is they did. They they oh. first came out with like an attack post. And Fine. then they, they, they put that in attack there. Attack somebody. They're just a spineless Cage, now. do you want to add anything yeah, Cage, to that? Yeah, Cage, what are your uh, currently? I'll be, I'll be the spineless one on this one also. All right. Oh, so okay. here's the fun one. No, I'll have a spine. So one of the things I love about the hobby is we can do things differently than the rest of the, the corporate world, right? Most companies that you deal with in aspects of your life are going to make a corporate announcement and they're going to stick by it. They're going to get blowback. They're going to get trolls. They're going to you know, have people who like it, people who hate it. Um, I know Mike's take on this was, thanks for getting feedback. You should have got the feedback ahead of time. Let's, let's put this Beckett thing in the best light possible for a hobby, for people who own cards in Beckett's lab and people who are thinking about using Beckett going forward, right? Um, they did get people's feedback ahead of time. You said they talked to you. And I'm sure you're not the only one they talked to. And so let's just think about it, right? Should they have gotten it right the first time? Sure. Maybe they didn't. Um, and then they were there in a room in an event where all of the hobby thinkers are basically together, right? They, and they're soliciting feedback now. When you say thinkers, do you mean trolls or are you actually I mean, mean thinkers? I mean, okay. good thinkers, bad thinkers, non-thinkers, you know, people who are going to be using their stuff, people who are grading cards, other businesses that do business with them, group subbers, um, you know, some, 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 you know some, some people who really, you know, use Beckett. Um, and maybe they got different feedback there. And then when it was published, they got additional feedback from, you know, from the press, you know, from the, the, you know, the average user, the Instagram people, people who are commenting on it. And, you know, in a best light for Beckett, you know, they, they realized that the process that they went through, you know, it's, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go through this again. You know, let's now solicit the feedback. Let's, we've now heard different messages from different people, right? We heard messages ahead of time and this was the way to go. We heard messages on site. Of something else, and then we heard messages from you know the the Instagram world of something completely different. So who knows what they're going to do? I hope they come up with you know like an advisory board that's filled with some hobby insiders, maybe some people who have been grading with Beckett for a long time. I volunteer Spinatron. I just don't want to read anything he writes. <laughs> he writes a book every time. I will say, Lamim James did probably the best uh, yeah. posts of all time with with some of the Beckett comments. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check that out, it's very humorous. Um, overall though, I think the, I think there is a little damage that was done that 
is going to take longer than, um, you know, just that one post yesterday saying, you know, we're backing off. I think it's going to take a little bit to wear off. The sad part is I think they have some stuff on the horizon about, you know, um, let's call it like bulk level grading, you know, uh, uh, a no sub, you know, cheap option for people to get cards in slabs. And that completely is now going to, no one's going to care. You know what I mean? No one can care about it at all because of what happened here. Um, I hope they get it right. I'll just say that. You know, I hope they get it right. Um, Agreed. But, you know. Um, that was the highlights of the show. I think there wasn't any other major announcements other than the tops thing, which everyone and their mothers, uh, have posted and talked about <laughs> and know about now that there's, you know, good show though. Overall, good B2B show. I Absolutely. hope they keep it running. Yes. UFC just bought out WWE. They may have, uh, even more of a place in next year's show because the owners of Endeavor. IMG are Endeavor and they are the ones who bought out, uh, WWE. So. That might be cool. We'll see. Maybe we'll see a, a wrestling ring right in the middle of the, the show next year. The first thing oh, I I'm in. That is, and I love that you bring it up, is um, right now the UFC, I don't believe, has high top-level talent. When I was a huge fan of it, I loved the heavyweights, right? Because, you know, you could have knockouts, you could have these big fights, that, you know, they draw the crowds. And, you know, in 09, you know, Brock Lesnar was at the top of the division. You know, he was, he was, you know, he was beating the Randy Couture's. And before this, in order for Lesnar to come and fight, maybe fight John Jones, right, who's now the heavyweight champ, think of what kind of a ticket that would be. Think of what kind of card it would be if you were able to sell a Vegas, you know, international fight week, John Jones fighting Brock Lesnar for the heavyweight championship. But to do that before, you'd have to have a, a deal in place between the UFC and the WWE. Vince McMahon, Dana White would have to work something out. And now you're going to have the same parent company for both. Think of the things you could do. Well go. covered. Mint has been discussed. Next time you're on the show, you're either part of it or you're not back. So that's what I'll say. <laughs> there you Fair. go. Fair. Yeah, that's, how we, that's how we roll here. Paige, thank you for joining. We will have you back. Thanks, everybody. Maybe soon. Talk to you soon, guys. Great seeing See you. See you, bud. Goodbye. Not the inside information I was looking for. I, I don't care I told about you, your take on the show. That's not how people do that, bro. Should be. People just need to be. Okay. I, well, what do we? What do you want to do next? We, we've oh, already gone. We've, wa- we've blown the show up with time. This is ridiculous. We I did not touch any baseball, we and we're not do, going to. It's no, we'll you want to do week. NBA at all? Do you just want to go to new releases? I mean, we can talk releases here because we, we also have the fifteen-minute recorded interview with Jeremy Lee, who was actually I thought very engaging in person. In, yes. in person, much better fit on the show than on Zoom. I thought Jeremy Lee was like so energetic. Yep. Yeah, he was I really agree. fun. Oh, one of the fun things we did do at the show though was uh, going around doing a grip test. You, uh, I don't. I think you may have heard one of them on the pod uh, with Jeff doing it, but it was a lot of fun to just go around and see who has the strongest grip. And what's really unfortunate was that Mike was top three of anyone that we asked to do that, including like ex football players. Yeah. Joe Staley with Mojo breaks. Yeah. He doesn't count a no. six, six, 280 pound football player. Does not okay, count. If you don't count him, then Mike, I think the, you were two. The PWCC guy. I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, he was yes, number one. Right. You were number two. He yeah. had hands like you read about Which, in a hamburger again, magazine. Mike was never able to duplicate that. They number, did twice so. that day. You've denied well, both. In a row. Well, there was a glitch. But anyways, we're going to post some of that content. It'll be funny, especially when you see Jeff Wilson. Not so much what he pulls. He screams. But some though. of the, what he screams when he's pulling is pretty funny. He worked in a little funny. sports card radio. It was pretty happy. Pretty I was happy good. to see him. Um, all right. So then let's go over to... Jeremy Lee. 
We have now come to the portion of our show where we get to talk a little hockey with our favorite Canadian, Jeremy Lee from Sports Cards Live. Jeremy Lee, how the heck are you? I'm the heck I am good. How, yeah. the, how the heck are you fellas today? <laughs> so good. So after last night, I we had such a great time. It was a fantastic show. You did an awesome job moderating. Can we talk about the elephant in the room? Um, Jesse's girly hands. <laughs> nope. We're not going to talk about oh, okay. that. Um, last night, what was the deal? What happened on, at the, so at the show for the people who weren't here, there was like a little live thing and Jeremy was up there helping to rip some cards with Peyton Manning, which is kind of amazing. Um, but audio was that the whole issue, just audio or some other technical issues. Just yeah. Get them? There's a couple things that were going on last night. I'll try and get through this quick. So, uh, the, 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 the lady who was supposed to be the host, Kay Adams, her plane was stuck on the tarmac in LA. So they weren't sure that she was going to get here to host it. Oh. So they asked me to pinch back up for her. Yeah. Is, that, is that the terminology to, no. uh, to, to come in and cover pinch for back her? Pinch backup is not the terminology. No, I didn't no. think it no. was. Pinch, pinch something. Hit, pinch or hit. back up. One of the two. <laughs> pinch hit, back you up. can pinch something. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> No. Nope. So yeah. Sorry. So they asked me to, uh, you know, if Kay doesn't get here, can you be our, our backup plan? I said, sure. So, so I went on the stage at seven o'clock as scheduled and, uh, started speaking to Peyton Manning Yes, and he started speaking back, but we could not hear what he was saying. That was, and I'm looking at the, at the prompter in front of me and it's saying, okay, we have a problem, Peyton, hold on. So, and I was told stick to the script. So I was sticking to the script and mm -hmm. I just kind of waited and I'm sitting there waiting for the tech issues to be uh, fixed. And, and then Kay Adams appears and she, <laughs> and, and, and so I hand her the cute, the, the cards with the questions on them. And, uh, and I was, I remained on the stage because they didn't tell me to come off. So yeah. I just kind of sat there twiddling my thumbs for about 15 minutes oh. until finally at one point, everyone was looking the other way at the screen because uh, because Michael Rubin was on the screen mm -hmm. and and Peyton Manning and I just kind of slid off just, the stage and yeah. sat <laughs> sat beside my wife in the front row and kind of pretended that it didn't even happen. So, do you feel like they set you up? They were like, "We know we're going to have audio issues. We're going to get Jeremy Lee since Kay's not here anyway. We're going to put the fall on him. He's going to be our scapegoat. Scapegoat. A scapegoat." I don't think they did it on purpose. But as I was kind of going to sleep last night, the thought crossed my mind. Yep. Yeah. No, you look great. You did great, man. You kept your cool. It was very cool. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. I, I tried to. We need some hockey knowledge. We get a lot of that, too. You guys never talk about hockey, which which is true. We don't. I, I haven't watched a hockey game since like 09 when the Bruins played the Blackhawks. I have been so checked out, but they're having like a historical run this year. Connor McDavid is having a stupid tear. Like, what is the state of hockey card? Just kind of high level. What's the state of the hockey card market right now? I think it's pretty hot right now. I mean, I was just chatting with a few fellow Canadians saying that uh, it seems like we have more collectors than ever in the hockey realm. Hmm. Uh, I think values are, are what they are. We've seen, we've seen you know, a bit of a, a bit or the retraction over the last little while. But the observations that I'm hearing are that uh, we have more collectors than ever. That's great. We are about to, I think hockey's about to maybe have a, uh, a renaissance an explosion really well we have Connor bedard who is the the biggest prospect to come into the nhl since Connor mcdavid who was the biggest since Sidney crosby who was the biggest since mario lemieux so that's a pretty nice lineage to be a part of Connor bedard is uh you know upper deck has changed the structure the format of of their flagship product to accommodate Connor bedard the young and guns the, is that what the, yeah the young guns okay. they, they're adding new serially numbered parallels for the first time in many years so yeah it, it's a it's a it's a pretty big deal that i think uh 
I think we're going to see a lot of new interest in hockey coming from the collectors of other sports. I saw something just recently on uh, Instagram or something that said there was an, maybe it's not defined as an issue, but there was uh, some controversy about the upper deck product coming out with not on card autos, but it was like sticker autos or something like that. What can you give any clarification? Is that, do people care about that? I mean, I know they care, but was that an issue for collectors? I think it was an issue for collectors. So we're talking about Upper Deck's uh, highest end product called the Cup. That is, the, oh yeah, the Cup is basically exquisite for hockey, and it literally is. It was modeled after exquisite basketball uh, back in '05. After exquisite basketball had been around for two years, and so uh, for almost the first time, there have been sticker autographs in the Cup before. I think the last time was really like '0708. But in any event, um, there were a couple of rookies who and were the kind of the two biggest rookies of the year, Kirill Kaprizov of the Minnesota Wild and Ilya Sorokin, a goaltender for the New York Islanders. Uh, for whatever reason, Upper Deck wasn't able to get the cards to them in time to have them on card autographed. Okay. So they had to resort to stickers. Uh, oh, Billy is right here. Uh, and Billy I honestly sublime. forgot that we had yeah. our, the Upper Deck guy in the audience. Yeah. Let's think of all the bad yeah. things we can say. That was not a bad thing. I'm just, kidding. Just a Billy's a very nice guy. Thank you, Billy. Sorry. Well, no, no. It would have been nicer if you got on card. Literally fine. everything I'm telling you, I've heard from... Uh, Billy or other shows he's been on about this. So, oh, okay. Okay. Um, and the one thing that I think is most important for people to understand is that Upper Deck wouldn't have put the sticker autographs on these cards if they thought they could have ended up getting on card autographs. That was kind of the assessment that I saw from the, sh the post was just like, listen, guys, we can either wait to put out the product, which nobody wanted, or you can have a sticker auto. So it was like a redemption an option. Can I ask Billy a question real quick? Billy? <laughs> so Billy, in that, in that situation... Is it like literally come down to redemption or just throw the sticker on someone and delay the product? Or what does that look like? Yeah. So Billy's response from the audience, basically, that was the best option. Like go with the sticker so we don't have to delay the product any further uh, and we don't have to replace the player. So at least you still have the chase of the player. It's not on card. And I think, you know, the looking at some secondary market sales now, uh, I don't know what these would have sold for if they were on card, but the sales of the cards on secondary has mm -hmm. been what I think is pretty healthy. Okay. The other thing is that, you know, I think hockey uh, collectors might have a bit of, we might be a little bit spoiled because Upper Deck has really done a great job of putting on card autographs in that product throughout the years compared to what we've seen in, in the world of, you know, baseball, basketball, and football. Sure. So I think we have, we as hockey collectors, have a bit we have a a slight entitlement uh attitude. i've always got that I about want you. My i have said card. that before about you jeremy yeah <laughs> Real entitlement. you think you're better than you're tall you know it's a height thing a lot of issues well you have the hair i have the height mike and <laughs> actually you don't have that much hair left up there so oh i'm glad we're talking you know it's no, we can't. not great that's not, not the topic great. we're allowed to talk about apparently kids here <laughs> <laughs> embrace it like i did mike i, uh, I will not do the, the, well, the money we save in haircuts papa geo rocks the horseshoe i'm just when i go i'm going yeah that's the way to do it so any other, uh, we talked a little bit about the the resurgence, but like any other rookies or new guys that are really demand or uh, calling for that resurgence that are pushing that? I mean, you know, th there's, I wouldn't say so much in the new guys area right now, but if you want to look at what's really driving the hockey market, it's mm -hmm. Connor McDavid with this phenomenal year that you alluded to earlier. Mm -hmm. And then Alexander Ovechkin chasing Gretzky's all-time goals record. I mean, that has breathed life into all the products going back to the dual rookie year uh, in 2005. Him and Crosby, six. right? Him and Crosby. There was the 0405 lockout. So when the cup was introduced in 05, it was a dual rookie class. So like, what's that card worth? Just out of, like a, a dual auto from those two of 05. 
Well, I mean, sorry, it was a dual rookie class. Oh, so, okay, okay. So, yeah, but uh, I don't even, I don't think there's, uh, there's ever been a dual auto of Crosby and Ovechkin. Sidney Crosby, for the longest time, would not sign autographs with other players. Really? He did, yeah, hmm. he did a, he did a deal with Upper Deck in the mid 2010s or so uh, to do a series of cards with Mario Lemieux, which he's done, and now he's done a few with Connor McDavid. I think, I think three total cards he's signed uh, dual oh, with wow. Connor McDavid. So. And I think that just has goes back to his his uh, marketing team, maybe his parents wanting to protect the brand, knowing just how good he was. But that's sort of speculation. I've never heard that directly from the family. Sure. Let me ask you this too. So I, I'm assuming it's the same playoffs coming up. What a month or two away? A uh, couple of weeks, three, four weeks. A couple. Of, okay. Oh, okay. Will we see the same spike? Like the NBA playoffs are notorious for like Luca goes off for forty and his stuff goes nuts. Is there the same like? momentary reaction stuff to the hockey market in the playoffs? Yeah, of course. I mean, I've been, you know, ever since I started doing my content, guys, I've been, I've been vocalizing this, that the best time, uh, and I don't, I'm not someone who likes to give advice on buying and selling, but I have some experience watching the market over, you know, 25 years of it being the way, you know, over the last 25 years, I'll leave that at that. But the best time I've always thought to sell your cards is going into the playoffs or going into the regular season, because at those two times, all your favorite players have all the potential in the world. Yeah. Going into the season, you don't know. It's, no one's been hurt yet. No one started off cold yet. So, you know, but then again, the flip side is if, if your player kills it in the first few weeks of the season and you sold in the end of September, early October, uh, you might be leaving something on the table. But I think more often than not, that doesn't happen. Same thing going into the playoffs right now. All 16 teams that are going to make it or Maybe you can even say all like 20 teams that are in the race for the playoffs right now. There's a lot of excitement uh, amongst those fan bases for their players to have success, maybe win the Stanley Cup. So a lot of people are going to be banking on their team, their player uh, going, making a deep playoff run. And I think that is a that drives values up. So you're saying almost just sell the hype now. I mean, yeah, they maybe they win a playoff series, but if you sell it now, you know you're cashing at a good time at least. If you're going to do that. I, I just, yeah, and I'm basing this, I'm not basing this on what I am doing or what I'm saying to do. This is what I've seen over the past 20 years, 25 years watching you're the mainly hobby. a collector, right? Like you, you, yeah. I mean, I know you buy and sell at the shows, but you're a, a much more hardcore collector. I'm a, I, I'm a collector. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am curious. Do you, Mike, this, this question's for you. Do you enjoy like a hockey game? No. I mean, I, I probably would. I don't watch them anymore. I got to get off the stage. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad. I used I'm, to love the Bruins. Do you go, like, no. when was this hockey game you went to? I don't know. Have you been to a Preds game since you've been in Nashville? Yeah. They yeah. used to give out a taco, free tacos. Oh, you oh I remember. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, I can just imagine you I collecting went. the stubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go to Taco Bell. 8,000 free tacos. Uh, I'll eat them right taco now. Taco Bell, I'll take uh, these. I went and they got beat 5 nothing by the uh, the Predators beat the Bruins 5 nothing. I will say I love going to a hockey game, but watching a hockey game on TV just has... I just have never gotten into it, and I, I feel bad. You need to watch playoff hockey. It, it is true. Playoff hockey is... Like, is Pretty exciting. Well, the Preds have gotten to the playoffs a few years, and around that time when that happens, I will say I will catch a game here or there on TV and enjoy that. You know the but, other yeah. thing though, too, I'm lazy. Like when Brady retires, I have no more use for football. Like the <laughs> the Red Sox is a bunch of like losers playing on that team. I have no use for the sport. When Jason Tatum's done, <laughs> the it's <sport's> over. Dead. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing. I'm gonna have a sports guard podcast and just talk about how bitter I am. It's gonna be nice. <laughs> it's a lot that's, of what we do now. Yeah, right? I don't know if we're gonna keep getting sports you don't have to start a new one. This is the podcast. Yeah, I'll just rip Jesse apart. All right. It'll be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before you leave, Jeremy, um, hand test. Here we go. Again, I apologize to Christina because we didn't get her hand strength, yeah, but. Uh, 
As Actually, a, as a card collector, because if, she, if she'd be one twenty-five, <laughs> I might not be, be the only one trying to kill myself up here. As a card, as a as a man who prizes his card collection, we want to know that you can hold those cards very, very well, and that's going to depend on your strength. Let's see. Right, let's I'm going to need to see got, what I your hand four, strength I got is. Forearms, just just like Mike Geo. So I, I believe the high. Do. You got one sixty, right? One sixty, which is absolutely insane. All right. Let's see. Just beat 126. Don't, don't That's the only goal. Yep. Dude, I don't know. He's got that humble story. I don't know what's happening. No, no, no. He's, he's going. Oh, he's going. He's going. I got to get a better grip. Oh, boy. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It may, it may not be doing it. What'd you get? What Holy crap. I feel like a real turd. What is it? Yes. Jeremy got 140. I'll take it. 140. Hang on. I'm doing it again <laughs> right now. Look at the look on his face, though. This is... <laughs> oh, <my>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the most physical exertion you've had in a while. 128. That's still, that's a personal best, though. 128.6. I'm getting there. That's a By cute, the end of the show. Yeah. Jeremy, do you have any I'm kids? I'm going to get there. I have a couple of kids. I yeah. guarantee yeah. they can all beat 126. <laughs> <laughs> guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, thank you so much my for coming on the show. My daughter's six. Yeah. She could do 128, oh, I'm sure. No question. Yeah. 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 All right. So there you go. That was a recorded interview, obviously. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good, timely stuff. We're going to have Jeremy. We t- I don't know if we talked on the interview because I didn't listen back when we just played it, but we are going to have him back in the next You week. just broke the fourth wall, bro. Oh, no. We're going to have him back in the next couple of weeks and do a, a very hockey-heavy um, pod with him. Okay. Like, we don't do it enough. We're coming up in the playoffs. It sure really it'll be is very like slapstick. A, See what I did? Because it's hockey and we're of, funny. We make jokes. Because jokes. <laughs> um, but it's like the, the year Connor McDavid is having. You've got a legend approaching an all-time mark. You've got the Bruins on a historical run. Like it actually, and then the playoffs coming up, it actually is kind of like a perfect storm to talk some hockey. Yes. So we will have a more in-depth uh, conversation about that. And just to also piggyback, I think maybe the last mention of the Mint, uh, we did find some guys that were going to be joining the pod coming up very soon. Um, we'll oh, have yeah, the Rich. Mojo guys coming back, but we got Rich Layton, who I got to tell you, for one of the biggest names in the hobby, one of the most down to earth fellas I have ever met. Like very, very was, kind and dude, just a totally chill yeah, dude. I was shocked. I'm I thought excited he was going to be much more of a clown. He was a yeah. super friendly to his us. His wife very was engaging. super kind too. Yeah, oh, I didn't I, speak to his wife. At yeah, all. I talked to her at the card break. Oh yeah, we never talked about it. Mike. Did uh, well, I think Mike basically hosted it, and I was his. Uh, uh, belt man. girl is that what they call those people that hold the belts I've never seen a belt girl though. have you seen a belt girl <laughs> it doesn't matter go ahead i hold the uh there was a championship uh uh wrestling belt for whoever pulled the best card and the best card was deemed by mike no was, we had to go serial number i tried to yeah, do that and they got people got whiny about it um uh, but that was kidding. fun they were great we had a lot of breakers coming well it's not the one event. breaker was gts he wasn't he was just a, he was a breaker with a shop yes actually yeah. ended up being he a super nice guy yeah. but i said it was gts i was like no you lose he's like but mine's lower number i was like i don't care yeah, mike You're tried to I, change the rules well, hang on. just for him the printed rule number two it did mike say. gsfe has all fi- final, total final say. say i was like your final say i hate gts <laughs> you're out like gone and then people threw a people whole didn't fuss. Care for that. Lauren came over. Yeah. I was like, well, I was like, what do you mean? Well, you printed these out. Don't tell me I have final she control. Didn't know better, bro. Do not she tell me I have all authority on judgment. I told her it was a mistake. And then when I do it, you ju- <laughs> well, but then the kid was, at not to you, mention, one of his customers was like ready to go. We had a little, oh, yeah. We had a fun little exchange. He's like, what? I was like, bro, if we could, <laughs> not going to be the only fight going on here, pal. Break cards, just throw you around like a child. Either yep. way, yeah. that kid ended up being, uh, I forget his name, which is sad. I should remember it. He ended up being awesome, though. Yeah. Because they were just a break company sponsored. I don't think anyone really annoyed me. There was, well, you got annoyed and by then the Blez one. Won, but, right? Yeah, S. Blez won that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Blez thing. I'm trying to keep up with this. So There's we ran several into several Blezes. I'm not trying to. Be, I, I am really not trying to be funny. 
what is the first name of the kid we met? It is Chad, correct? It is not. Yeah. Was, okay. Not, I've called Seablez Chris. Chris a bunch of times. I thought it was his name. We ran into him in the studio, uh, the Mojo studio. When we were out that there. was a lot of fun. That was awesome. Uh, I, I actually want to have him on yes. for this reason. That's a perfect example of the split in this hobby. He is 100%. massive with like video stuff. He's like 25, I think. He's, he's a lot younger than us. Not only did he not know who we were. He doesn't say I don't even know what, if he knew exactly what a podcast was at the time. He was, did, yeah, he never heard of us. Like, yeah. no, which I was like, but it's interesting to me though, because he has a massive name in the hobby. I agree. We are equally as big, if not, I think we're probably bigger on, but what we do but no one in his world knows us. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like people in our world don't know him. So I was like, this might actually be a good yeah. cross. And the only thing that was funny is then he was like, at one point he's like, were you guys talking crap on me on an episode? I, you can respond. <laughs> Which he just said that out of nowhere. I don't think he ever heard that. I, Maybe we have though. If something, if he did something that annoyed me, I would have said yes, it. Yes, absolutely. I guess my question to the audience. So find us when we post this up on socials. If there is, I, we have some people who are crazy in depth and will quote the day and the time of the episode. Yeah. Please let me know. Cause now I am curious. He's a little bit funny, though, in person. He was, like, almost confrontational, but I, I don't think tell. he was trying to be. Yeah, I think he was being sarcastic Because then my first thought was, I guess, even if I was, like, I, I'm, I mean, I don't really <laughs> Are know. Are we what, about to fight, bro? <laughs> okay, he pulled a 72 on the hand strength. Like, don't. No, but I was, but I thought it was cool that he was he at was, least willing he was a to very come nice on. Guy. We left it with, if you want to, re that was the other, this was great, too. I went to hand him a business card. I was like, just shoot me a text. He's like. I'll just reach out on it. I'll DM you. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, that's what the guys, like young guys do now. I was like, yeah. well, you could just call or text. Like, it's pretty easy. Business card, bro. But, I have to hold it in my yeah, hands. It was, Get out. But to his credit, I think it's cool. He was at least willing to be like, hey, this could be a big audience that I have no yeah. exposure in. Uh, I would totally have someone like that on. I've always said that. I'd like to have different people on, and, and you do too. So Absolutely. Uh, we'll see where that goes. But yeah, the rich thing, the mojo. We actually ran into a bunch of guests I think will be good Yeah, that we'll have on. So yeah. I, I've kind of liked that dynamic lately of the guest. That, again, if you if you go to any card show, you're there to buy cards nine times out of ten. This one is cool just to, to be, like, be able to meet these guys networking. and get them to come and do stuff with you. Yep. So that's cool. All right, let's hit new release quick, and then we'll go mailbag. All right, where do you want to start? Uh, basketball, because I don't care about this one as much. Okay. But any contenders basketball? Wait, you don't care about contenders? So in football, this is like gold standard, like is the, well, gold standard is a brand name, so that's a bad example. Mm -hmm. It is the flagship autograph product in football. Yes. Basketball, not so much. Football has five autos as well. Basketball has two. It's okay. It is professional uniform autos, and there's a lot of on cards, so that helps. What is the price point? That is actually really my only concern here. Is it like 275 Oh, no. Is it way more? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I had a feeling it might be. What is it? It's 500. Here's why this makes no sense to well, me. Well, 500 on blowout. I don't know. Maybe on Panini site, maybe it's. What is, look up NFL contenders on blowout then. Because right now NFL contenders is 339 a box on uh, Panini Direct. So I get five autographs of a much better class in my opinion. Now, granted, there's more just weak names and like late round Why picks. Why do they do five on, on football and not? Because it's a way bigger class. Basketball only has two rounds. Football oh, has five. That makes sense. But even still, the football class is better than the basketball class and it's much cheaper. And you get more than two times the autographs. I don't, I don't know that I like that at 500 bucks or anything close to it. So yeah, I'm I'm out on this one. I don't even care. I don't even need to know. The football one. is 400. By the way, do not buy your football cards on Blowout. Then it's 3.39 on Panini right now. Oh, Why I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That that's uh, for the optic. The oh. contenders football is 3.35 on Blowout. Oh, there you go. Okay, so you could buy it there. Uh, so yeah, that one's very average. The next one to me is the product though, and I'm very curious what it's going to come out at. It's going to be cheap, by the way. Next product. I feel like you. Maybe it's because you just like baseball more. 
Topps, oh, I love Brigham 2022 Top Stadium Club Chrome Correct. Hobby Box. So, couple things about this. First, the rookie class is stupid loaded again, which is... Oh, you didn't give a grade on the contenders. Like, oh, by, F, F as a personal box. Oh, wow. C okay. minus as a break. You still want me to give the grade? I don't like it. I would I'm like not a fan. to not go. I'd like to go back in time and wish I never brought it up. All right. Well, you did. Though. Baseball. So here's the thing with baseball. I'm actually trying to search this as we go. If you hit control F and type a word, it will highlight it for Dude, you. Dude. Uh, I smart. What do you want me to say? You here? do smart. Okay. So a couple things. The, the rookie checklist is dumb. Um, Julio, of course, has base rookies and autographs and everything else. I believe Wander does. He does. Wander has base stuff, autograph stuff, all rookies. Let me check out and make sure Torkelson and Witt. By the way, for the Pirates, O'Neill Cruz is all over the place. Uh, Bobby Witt, Wander Franco, Julio Rodriguez, Spencer Turkelson, Spencer Strider. What was uh, that? Spencer Turkelson, <laughs> Hunter Green. Did you just have a stroke trying to read his Reed name? Detmers, O'Neill Cruz. Okay, so Jeremy Payne is the one who's been left off a couple. I yeah, do want to check on him. I don't see him on here so far. Okay, so Jeremy Payne has base rookies and autographs, so he is in it. And then Suzuki's the other big name, because for the Cubs, the dude actually sells pretty well. And just to confirm, oh, so Suzuki has base rookies and beam team inserts. He has no autographs. Oh. Okay. Which is okay. You also have Alec Thomas, I by the way. the price of this, though, it's, sounding, it's starting to sound pretty decent. It's a boring product, though. It's like Why? It's like 15 packs, 20 packs, 16 bucks case. It's oh. not a sexy product. The look of it is awesome. The value is great. It's not two or three cards, major hit, and you're done. It's a lengthy break. That's the only downside. Stadium Club being a product that I bought back you when would've. I was buying Absolutely cards. Absolutely, you would have. Yep. Absolutely. Like the logo is very ingrained in my brain. I already said you would have. I, I, I bought that product. I Stadium Club. <laughs> what is so the price? Um, again, this being Chrome, I'm going to go 155. 159. Yeah. 95. Love it. Okay. Love it for the as a personal, as good as it gets. I'll go A because again, you can grade your way out of this very, very simply. As a break, A plus. Quite frankly, you get oh. the team you want. It's going to be cheap. The only thing that will be like, I'm only going to break it. I'm going to start posting PYTs soon. I will do half case PYTs only because of the time. I don't want to sit there and do 16 boxes straight. Other than that, I love everything about the product. It's stupid loaded. The vet checklist, by the way, you're only going to get a couple, but there's some massive names: Trout, Otani. You know, whatever. They're all in here. So I do. I think it's an awesome, awesome product. Um, I wish I got more. I wish you no, I wish I, I got had more. more. Um what did you say though? There's one I didn't put on the the new release list. I don't know if you saw it, but um, Royce Lewis, real quick. Royce Lewis sleeper in here that I think is a decent little rookie. Not much of a sleeper. People know him. I do like Royce. I'm sorry. You go ahead. No, no, no. It was it was uh good to, that you interrupted because we were still on that. Derek topic. Jeter autographed as well. Now done, done, <laughs> done. Speaking of, do we want to talk about their Jeter? Can we talk about that at all? Do we talk about this at all? <laughs> we don't, don't have to talk about that. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know. Actually, I don't want to goof that up. So, okay, yeah, we'll leave that one off just, just for now. Just know that there's a something. Anyways, just know um, that we say words. Twenty twenty one, twenty two. Panini Eminence basketball comes out this Friday. That's like. Is it 15000 a box? 20, I'm trying 000? to find a price. Um, I've been looking. Steel City, Blowout, they don't have it. Uh, Midwest, no, that's, is that this year's? Panini Flawless Basketball Hobby Box. It's not eminent. Uh, okay, I found it. It. This is 2021-22. So Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, that Jalen Green. Yes. Eminence Basketball Box, not Case. Uh, this is a box. How much? 20 grand. 28. 
Is that, am I reading this yeah. right? Oh, it's an insane product. It's massive. What is, I, I think there are 10 cards and it comes in like a box where there's like levels to it. So 10 cards per pack, one pack per box. I just don't know what you uh, look do for with nine it. autographs, one additional card. What do you do with that though? You're going to do that by like the, by the spot, $2,800 a spot to get one card. Do these sell like do <sighs> there's some massive cards. So they'll have like the Troy ounce of silver and be autographed. They'll have bird Russell. There'll be Kobe stuff in there. Probably still huge money. But so my question is like right now, one of the most expensive products out there is the, the 2018 basketball prism uh, with Luke in it, right? Yeah, how much of those a box? I believe a box is going for like 5,500 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather this, have six of those than this. Yeah, like I, my my thing is like, is that worth twenty eight thousand versus? I'd like to know allocated price on this. Is it like a twelve thousand dollar case? Man, I don't know. But either way, I've never I've never opened one. I've never been in a break. I've seen them before. Football was substantially cheaper last year, and I saw some guys break it. It's an awesome, awesome product. There are some cool cards. Oh, dude, it's as nice as you'll find. But again, it's twenty eight thousand dollars. The average cost per card is twenty eight hundred. I guess I would reserve judgment until I knew what the resale was on it. I don't think it matters. I mean, if it, even the it, resale though, there's no way you're getting anywhere close to that. If you can pull like a, if they have like $500,000 cards in the product, I mean, starts to be interesting. I guess, but even, I mean, all right, hang on. M and ins auto just to give you an idea. So like the Steph Curry, one of one, that's not the right product. Thank you, sir. Your eminence, though. Okay, so here's one. <clears throat> this is Zion and Rui Hakamura. Dual autograph number two of five. This sold in April. But, but sold Zion, yesterday. Rui, what? But still, Zion rookie. Okay. $3,000. Okay, but maybe pull one that's not. The Shaq number to five, $1,400. Like, you pull a Shaq number to five, awesome card. Mm-hmm. It's worth half of your buy-in price for one card. Is Benini selling these on the site? I don't know. Or would this Jerry be- West Eminence Diamond Autograph, number to five, $400. Those aren't real diamonds, are they? Yeah, they are. Oh. Steph Curry, one of one, auto 10. It's a PSA holder. Game-worn patch with the logo. So a, a nasty logo patch auto of Steph Curry, 3200 You pull that card and you've made a couple of dollars. That's my issue here. It's There's showing no- that it's coming out. Uh, on on Panini's website. I'm going to go by the highest price. Hang comes on. out in four days. I'm on card. Are they sending us a box of that for free? Because that'd be all right. I'm doing, a, I'm doing it by the box, uh, the highest price, I'll by the way. I'll give it all away if they would do that. That'd okay, so the Zion, the the first one of his that sold a couple of years ago, back in January, mm-hmm. two years ago, 51000 The Ja Morant numbered out of three sold May 9th, 2022 for 45000 Um, The Steph Curry Logo Man Auto. That's from 2014. That doesn't count. That's sold for okay. What is it? Another Zion sold for thirty one thousand last year, two years ago. I mean, so I mean, cool, but like the market is nowhere near where it was. This seems wild. If that's what okay, but that's what Steel City's doing it at. If it was, we don't even know what Panini's sure. going to list it if, at. If it was so 10, maybe 000, it's less. Then to me, it's like, hey, this is a stupid, crazy high end product. Yeah. Ten guys, a thousand bucks a piece, you get a card. Why not? Twenty eight. Yeah. Twenty eight hundred. Come on, I just yeah. Okay. By the way, quick quick other note on this. The collectibles guru oh, posted this picture of Bronny signing autographs for the upcoming McDonald's All American Tops Chrome release. Dot dot dot. So first of all, he's not in the one that released a week ago. 
So upcoming, it's like a year away. Oh, okay. It just goes to the point that this kid is a clickbait dude. He he really has started to annoy me. I don't. I didn't like him on the show. I don't like him on the oh, socials. You're ta- I thought you were talking about Brawny. Okay, you're talking no, about I, the- like. And then Eric doesn't respond to anything. All the comments are like, dude, he's not in the product. It just came out. Yeah. There's never any context to stuff. It's literally just like I, I do. I view him now literally as just clickbait. It's like here's a picture of Bronny signing this product. Cool. You know the other cool thing about that? It's coming out in eleven months. He's not <laughs> in the one that just came out. The whole sport of basketball I just, will have devolved into nothing I, by then. I get there are times I get irritated with the people who people in the hobby have given authority to to speak on behalf of the hobby. He's got like a hundred thousand Twitter followers. It goes back to your point earlier when we were talking about Seabless about there being different. There's there's two different hobbies. There may be more than two, but there's different groups in this hobby where one does not know what the other's doing. And I think that's kind of, well, like, I, I don't a, think our audience, I think a, a large majority probably don't follow him. But I just think a lot of people just put stuff out there because it looks good. Yeah. There's no context. There's no real information. There's and nothing given. That goes to your click, clickbait theory. I mean, that's I'm what just, that is. I'm just like, I don't understand why this is a thing. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He was um, nice enough to come on the show one time. He irritates the crap out of me on his socials. Because I do, I see this and I'm like, dude, this is not real. Uh, this I th- isn't what you think it is. I think at this point we can hit up a little mailbag. Sure. You okay with that? I'm angry. Go ahead. Good. That's what the audience likes is an angry mic reading their, answering their questions. Let's go to, oh, I did. Okay. I'm going to try not to read all of these, but I did ask while I was putting out the mailbag post, uh, what people's favorite beans are. You know, it's fun to fun to have fun. Okay. Adam Sorel. Sorel. Adam C. Yeah. yeah, I know Adam. I just don't know how to pronounce his last name. Garbanzo's fun to say, mostly fun to eat. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate that. Ruben Mitchell wants to know, when it comes to singles, why is Topps Chrome more expensive than Topps Finest, but Topps Chrome is more printed? Chrome is much more of a well-known and established brand. And those cards have higher resale value, period. Why? I don't know. It's just a traditional type thing. Uh, let's do Ryan Martinez. Rank an investment opportunity, your top five 2022 rookie class. Like who's the best in the rookie class to invest in? I would guess. And he didn't name a sport. It's got to be football. I would imagine. I don't know. I'm going to go football. Okay. I mean, I actually like Kenny Pickett. I think he's a safe play because I think he will be good for a while. I like Desmond Ritter. He's cheap right now, and I think there's upside with him. Okay. Because Aaron Rodgers, I think, is going to be the starter for the Jets next year. Like I've said before, I think Brees Hall, and coming off an injury, he's already Mm. cheap. I think that helps him and Garrett Wilson there as well. Mm -hmm. And I liked what I saw with Chris Olave and Drake London. Like, I think the non-QBs in general, aside from Ritter and and Pickett's kind of a safe one. No Purdy. No, you can't invest him right now. We don't know what he's going to look like after the UCL surgery. Okay. And his pricing is through the roof, so. Yeah. Um, maybe it's a, maybe it's a wearing down. I can notice myself doing the marble. I'm not enunciating clearly marble now. Mouthing? A little bit. Do you, is your mouth feel dry? You a haven't little, a little drank dry. very I much. I went to get a drink and there was no monster in there. You By know, the way, another post three days ago, then I'll be totally done. <laughs> the single most expensive basketball card on eBay. Is this Luka Doncic? This guy's asking 2 million. It's the Luka Zebra. Why are you putting BGS on eBay? 10. Guy's asking 2 million. Eric's comment. It's realistically worth about 1% of that. One percent. It's a pop one card. Like that's the type of stuff. So <laughs> people have allowed this clown to think he's the authority. I'm sorry. I, I don't have any use for him anymore. Do you like him though? Uh, it does. It. <laughs> oh man, he irritates me. 
Um, man, Aaron Judge, by the we're way, we're doing a we're doing a bash show soon. Just nothing Are but we? people who I can't stand. Oh, I'll make it man. when you're not here to do your little. As soon as I'm out, hey Carlos, clip that. Get rid of that. No, there'll be none of that nonsense. Okay, go ahead. Mailbag. Mailbag. John Boren um, is the brain trust behind BGS grading change and walk back the donkey of the week. Are you, you're really biting. Uh, Mike is in close contact with. I mean, uh, I've spoken out pretty, pretty di- directly about this. It's a bad look. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It really is a bad look. Donkey of the week. Do you think strong. it was the best move to just walk it back? I actually do agree there. That is the only redeeming thing here. Yeah. As goofy as the whole thing looks. Because otherwise going you forward just have with to... a bad idea is still worse than just having some PR stupidity looks. Yeah, I'd hate I, for honestly, them to like come out with another change. You know what? Actually, no, it's not that. It's going to be this. And even if that thing was a good idea, it would just be like, oh, now you're just coming up with things to try and fix it. It wouldn't be. I think that was probably the ultimate. You know what made sense to idea. me? The only thing that really clears this out, at least a little bit of my head, mm-hmm. get rid of pristine entirely. Change your subgrading scales now to the same as PSA. One through nine can have a half grade. So eight and a half is the highest half. There is no nine and a half subgrade anymore. It's either a nine or a 10 mm-hmm. on the subgrade side. Again, eight, mm-hmm. eight and a half, nine, 10. If it is all tens or whatever, two tens and two nine five or two nines, mm-hmm. whatever the scale, I think that would be the scale for me. Two tens minimum and nothing below a nine. Okay. So two tens and two nines. There you go. Is a new gem mint and it is a 10. Yeah. All four are still the black, black. level 10. Yeah. Okay. Maybe even I could get behind that. You maybe even it makes do, a little more sense. You maybe even do three tens required for a ten card. See, at least it makes more sense than when they had the n- four nine fives do not average out to a ten. I'm sorry. That's the problem. You you have yeah. to have the subgrades on scale with the final grade. Yes. And if you want to introduce, by the way, the new nine five mint plus, you cannot go back though and devalue the nine five subgrades that were always gem mint. That is something you cannot do. So just get rid of it going forward. So this is not a question from a specific person because it was posted many, many times in the group. Uh, But I do feel like we need to ask it. And I want you to try your best to not be influenced by the fact that they're a sponsor, which I know you can't necessarily do. But SGC. I'll burn a bridge right now. Is is SGC the new number two? We've already said they were the number two because of our audience and what we think about them. But I mean, could it be said. I that think in more they, people's. I think in more people's minds right now they are because there were a lot of people who were still staunch with Beckett. Yes, and they saw this and they were like, "Yeah, that was kind of the last straw for them." I think in a lot of people's minds, Beckett is still too. If you were to poll a hundred people though across the nation here, yeah, I think, I think, I think pretty S- close to fifty fifty. I think honestly. SGC would be 60-40. 60-40. number two at this point. Yeah. And I, and I think they're still moving forward. That's the other thing. We still are seeing SGC do progressive things. Hey, here's a grading discount for the brand new flagship Tops product that came out. Yeah. Say what you want about PSA and everybody else. Nobody else has done that. Yeah. Their return time and service, still the best around. Their resale value, if we stop getting hung up on holders, would very easily rise. Yep. And this is always the point that makes me angry. I'm a PSA guy only. It doesn't matter. Isn't it cool to have another option, though, so PSA can't get overwhelmed and shut down? Yeah. What's the only thing restricting SGC from catching PSA right now? Resale value. Yep. So then, cool, if we all collectively tried to just even that out, and Beckett, by the way, I actually think it would be good for all three. Well, mm-hmm. it would hurt PSA, but it would be good for the other two, and it would be good for the hobby in general to have three trusted, reliable companies, yes. and then it's literally just a matter of preference. 
perfect. Yeah. But we can't do that. We get caught up on all these just pre-existing notions and biases, which is fine. I do think it is working slightly. It's working. It's starting slowly. to work. And I'll tell you the other thing I thought was a great move by SGC. We talked to, so Peter and Dave, the owner and the president were both there at the show in Vegas. Yeah. But I was like, you guys set up here? No, we're doing on house on-site submission and, and taking in cards at Ch- Chantilly. Yeah, which are actual card super shows smart. for people. Not, I thought that yeah. was the smartest thing they could do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why, why go there and compete with the other two? Just go to Chantilly and have that be a big thing. I still want them to upgrade. Well, first of all, I still want them to give me a gold label of something. Yes. And I want that holder to be just amazing. I want that the, gold. In- the black label is unbelievable, right? There's yes. no mistaking that label with the grade below that for Beckett. The gold label needs to just be an unbelievable new holder, new label, new unbelievably sexy car. Because the gold label, in most people's opinion, even if they don't like SGC, is that that is the most strictly handed out grade across the market. You know, it would be really cool if they use actual gold foil, because that's not really that expensive. You could use gold foil across the whole thing, cut out the spots where the actual numbers are. You're not using much anyways. Like, you, you hardly give them out. Yeah. Which is great, by the way. I'm not saying give out more, except one to me. Still, by the way, I got another... Uh, what, 150, 180 cards back yesterday from SGC? Not a single gold leaf. So you'll never see a little see one. preferential treatment trying to help you here. <laughs> there was a, a number of people who were starting to say too, until Beckett walked back the statement that uh, CSG was the new okay, number. Let's three. not get crazy. That was interesting. Let's not get crazier, folks. That is interesting. All right. It's not that interesting. Go on. Uh, yeah, Ryan more. Johnson. Yep. Why don't card companies like Topps sell their own product exclusively online and cut out their middleman? I'm going to guess what? Brian's a little new to what? the industry. Brian Johnson. Is this my my buddy, Brian Johnson? Is there an initial? Nope. Okay. I was going to say, because I know that. He brother. says they could have complete control I mean, on what do pricing th- and distribution. That's 100% what I said that is before the, I knew anything about the card market. That's 100% the reason I sold my breaking company a couple years ago. And Brian, Fanatics, that's what they're doing. Because Fanatics was coming in and it was like, hey, we're not going to keep giving away margin, which they should not. They still are going to use distribution, at least for the time being. But at some point, that's I going to change. that'd be gone. So, yep. yep. Chuck Businski. Chucky B Sports Chuck Sports Cards. Great dude. I feel like some of these you just make up. Fre- frequent buyer <laughs> on the app. Get to know your crowd. Has has Tops made that huge announcement yet? It was the debut rookie that patch that are going to be one of one cards for prospect guys or rookies, I mean. It's a cool announcement. It's a cool idea. It's not generational. Jared Carter. Any little comment on that one? JC, baby. No. Do you, you know Jared Carter. He's our West Coast bro, as he puts it. Oh, that's his, um, I, I, I don't remember his last name. Yeah, I just know him as like Rad Ripper or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Jared wanted to know, we all know Beckett has a lot of catching up to do after their fall from grace over the years. Do you think the new grading skill attempt, which he thinks is gimmicky, was the right way to do it? Or should they focus more on marketing, website improvement, and customer service, which seem to be their main issues? That was the overall sentiment from the Facebook group. I mean, that's all great. But a lot of that is just benefiting people who are using them now. I think the overall, like, if well, you did say marketing, so that would be. I get it. But the change to a 10, I thought was a correct move. It was just executed poorly. But I actually think that was the right thing to do. It's, I mean, the market has spoken. They like 10s. Very I simply. Like 10. Jason Lind, uh, top three baseball products, buy and hold a case for current releases this year. I mean, I, Stadium Club Chrome. Again, not a sexy one, but I think it's amazing. Like, for the value. Okay. Um, let me think. Bowman's best to me this year was absolutely phenomenal. Like, it's a little more expensive now, though the prices have gone up. I thought it was phenomenal. What's the jumbo box on that now? 400 They only do hobby. It's all, it's all just Oh, hobby. it's all Bowman's hobby bucks? Bowman's best. I'm sorry. Uh, 350 to 400 somewhere in that range. Eight box case. I, I, I love it. I came out at 350 
No, they came out below 300. Oh, it was. Okay. And then I'll be honest with you, Panini, Panini. So you hear that? I can't say it. My tongue's getting a little hot. Blah, blah, blah. Stupid. Panini tongue. stuff this year, I think, is interesting because I don't know how many more years we're going to see like active rookie and vet players. So like a flawless, a national treasures. Some of those are kind of intriguing to me right now. Okay. Uh, let's go to. Let's do it. Randy Ott. Question from last week. Apparently we didn't get to if buying in the off season NFL now and NBA in August is preached by everyone. Mm-hmm. Are prices lower than and will remain lower? If you're pre, yeah, I mean that, that's why people say buy it because they're in the off season. The I guess prices he wants to cheap. know if that's true. I mean, it, in general, yes. Like football was cheap a couple weeks ago. It's starting to gain momentum now. But yeah, in general, that's kind of the rule we've always gone by. Yeah. Okay. Um, wait. So that is a fair enough question to ask about football. If I'm buying football, this is the time. Yeah. Right okay. Now. All right. Before the draft hype, before big trades happen. Yeah, because then there's going to be that little lead up where the hype really kicks in and people are going to be just going after it all the time. So, yeah, if you're looking to buy, I think now is as good a time as any. Andre Boulay, he wants to know, Mike and Jesse would love you two to pick the better $900 or less investment. Thanks. I saw this. It was a basketball box. It was Marvel. Yes, it was a box of 2021 uh, Panini Prism, and it was a box of a sealed 1990 Marvel Universe the original rookie class. How much was that one? So that one is being doesn't sold. It doesn't show actually sold prices. This is just what they're on yeah, yeah. for eBay for 900 for the, or I'm sorry, 800 for the uh, Marvel 900 for the basketball, not even a discussion. The Marvel. I'm not in love with this prism class anyways, 2021 and the Marvel. That's pretty cheap. Like those boxes were 1200 at one point. And if you get like some 10, just a few tens on some of that stuff. It can go pretty. Those far. are way, way down too, though. Like I know Stan down, Lee's, I think, are only like two, maybe under two hundred. So many there's of so them. Many, that's the thing. There are so many cards. Yeah, I yeah. would buy another one of those right now for seven hundred bucks and grade. Give me seven hundred bucks right now. Do you have one? I have three. Nineteen ninety. Yeah, they're in that room right over there. Would you sell me one? Mm. Give me seven hundred. Here's right the now. thing. I talked about doing the uh, Pokemon this Thursday. I'm still oh, going yeah, do live. Marvel. I'm still going live. Do Marvel. It doesn't seem like this new Pokemon product is as, as popular. I, oh boy. I, I'm, I still, I have the case. Prepare the case for is the here. Letdown. No, no, no. I'm still going to do it if people want it. I'm going to offer it up on the show. You could definitely move Marvel stuff. But I, I do think Marvel stuff and you could offer move. grading. And at this point. You could point, offer grading through SGC on uh, your live. Ever heard of it? Actually, well, we gotta finish there's no discussion. reason why we can't just go ahead and add that button. I mean, to the SCN site. Oh, did you want to make that announcement? I don't know what you're what so, button and what are you talking about? Okay. Sorry. So we are going to be adding a button to the sports cards nonsense page on card shop live where you can just go in. If you want your card graded, just go buy the, that service. Oh, it'll we'll, send you to our store to buy a grading voucher. Yeah, we'll grade. The it'll card. be very simple. You just buy however many grades you want and then send us the cards and we'll send them off and then send them back to you. That'll be easy enough. That was the one thing. Okay. The other thing was you said you wanted to make the announcement about changes at CSL. I didn't know if that was still the case. We can cut this if so. No, no, we can keep it. Yeah, I mean, we talked, people have obviously heard about this at this point because I even got hit up on Discord by three or four people and I'm never on Discord because I hate it. Uh, yeah, so we have a new CEO. Uh, the CEO is Tamara. She was our marketing lady uh, mm-hmm. for forever. She was a lady set up with us at the booth. She is now super sweet running the show. But I mean, uh, I still make all of this. She's very angry. No, she is very- uh, She'll get you. Yeah, she's great at marketing. We've been very impressed with what she's been doing. So she is now the CEO over at Card Shop Live. And then, yeah, hopefully we have some other major 
uh, announcements, major, <laughs> major, <laughs> major, <laughs> major, <laughs> major other things coming out that way. So yeah, we, we will continue to keep you updated there. And I am back to work tonight, by the way. Took the last few days off being in Vegas. I will be back I selling. I had a thing tonight. I do, but late. I'll oh, late. oh, late, late. Um, Mama's got to eat, coming- bro. <laughs> I think you you'll be fine. Um, I will be going on live Thursday, um, Thursday evening to to sell whatever whatever you want. We better discuss that time. Well, it doesn't you, matter. I already announced it. So what time? What time are you done. thinking? Give the people you, an idea. You will be live every other day. Just let me go live. Yeah, just tell me what time so I can plan around it. It's this time. Whatever. Seven I say. o'clock. I don't know. I'm not going to be put on the spot. You love to put people on this. You love it. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I like to schedule that time. Everything else in life. I just want. What time do you want? I like the late, late night. Yeah. Like starting when I like to start at eight 30 hour time. I'm going to start at eight (laughs) 30. Oh, Uh, here's rooting for the heart. That's your show. That's (laughs) it. We got it. There you have it. Oh crap. I forgot. We have that 15 minute interview and this is already over an hour. Long show. You're welcome. People sports cards, nonsense brought to you by the ringer podcast network powered by Spotify. We'll have a guest on Thursday. We've got a card letter. Chris coming on guest every show. The next six shows we've just at least. Yeah. And maybe we have a new hire. I don't know. We were, we are semi-serious about bringing on cage in some capacity here. We like what he does. So we'll talk about that. Uh, If we do though, in general, I'm going to be honest with you. We will put him on the spot and discuss it on the show. Like we try to do that. So make it real awkward for you. It's fine with me. All right. We'll see you Monday. uh, See you Thursday because today's Monday. Goodbye.